some good deeds. And I'm Dr. Renee Sutton. Oh, I know you have an awesome, a fabulous, wonderful, you know, my new word, what is super fantastic, day, evening, afternoon, depending on where you are. I know you may be here live, but you know we have so many people that enjoy our podcast over on um, iTunes and also on YouTube. Isn't that amazing? I love it. You know, the key is we love your support, but you know what we are have been commissioned, our mission, okay, is actually help other people shine their light to the world. And you know that light is your dreams, your goals, your passion, and your destiny in life. The reason you were created, I always remember, you know, I told you that you're not a mistake. You're amazing in the things that you do and that you do to the world and help the world with. But here, we just love it, love it here at Good Deeds, and I have the awesome opportunity. If you don't know me, let me let you know. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I'm known as the platform builder. So what that means is I help people identify their purpose if they don't know what it is, okay? But then we also build a platform for that because you need to be and you are predestined to be seen, be heard, and guess what? Get paid. If you do the right things, if you get into that zone or what you what you were created to do, and all that's going to do that, so don't feel bad, okay? <laughs> We're going to actually won't have any concern in regards of our finances. I'm a living witness for that, okay? But look, let's get to the question because, you know, time goes by so quickly here. And my team, they had me the question. I'm like, Lord, they just be on it. Uh, this is actually a very personal question someone asked. Uh, first of all, they said, you sure you single? <laughs> Are you just doing that for the media? Uh, you know, I said, yeah, I'm single. But then somebody else asked a question, and um, they were just very curious that I talk a lot about my parents. Uh, and, and, you know, my family is very supportive in everything I do and say. Um, even when I'm doing uh, preaching and doing my ministry, the five-fold ministry, I always say something about my family. Um, my, my mom and dad, the question, let me say the question because, you know, I can go. Uh, the question was, how long have my parents uh, been married and, you know, just simple stuff. Uh, what one thing I could say they really in, in, invested in me that I can't take it away. If I had a choice, I would not uh, uh, go from that. And, um, and and they've been married about 50, going on 51 years. I mean, going up there. Uh, <laughs> but they've always been a great uh, model. Uh, my role models, they've always been, uh, we've never seen our parents disagree or argue or anything like that, you know, because it's okay to disagree, okay? You got to, <laughs> so you got to, you know, they respect each other, but they so funny now as they get, you know, in the up in years, as my mom said, mature, not elderly, okay? Thing is, that question I would say is I thank them for, oh, one thing is kind of hard, but I guess the main thing that stems Everything from that is my Christian foundation uh, because, my, you know, and the people have chastised me by saying this, but the first God that I knew was my parents because they instilled the God principles in me from taking me to church and, you know, having me in different activities. But, of course, it started at home. Amen? But, yeah, so I, that would be the one thing is the foundation that they gave me. And, you know, of course, from that I always say, is they, they told me that I was beautiful and I was wonderful and made and I could do whatever I put my mind to. But work, my work ethics come from them, okay? So that was the question. Of course, me and the young lady and the gentleman that asked the question, <laughs> we talked for several, several hours, right? You know, I can go in with, especially with my family, but I want to encourage them, even if you think you don't 
your parents didn't do what they supposed to or that you deem that. You know, your parents did with what they had and what they had at that particular time. So that can't stop you in the things that you're doing. You've got to continue to move forward and get a mentor, get a coach that's someone that actually can push you, okay? That's what I do with everybody around me. I push them into their destiny, okay? Through God, of course. Let me make sure I put that there because it's not me. But we want to, uh, that was the answer <laughs> to the question. If you have a question, always, always send to us, and we'll give you that information when we, uh, at the end of the show, to let you know how you can contact us. But I have been overjoyed already <laughs> with our guest. Our guest is the amazing Sean Patterson. Uh, just the things that I've people have said about her already on social media and also the people, her, her team. I mean, she's an author. She's a ministry leader. She's a marriage and life coach. You know, she, she's power-packed, as the young people say. The thing is, we're so glad that she's in her purpose, and she actually took an opportunity to be with us at Good Deed. So sit back and relax. We're going to have an awesome time. I have my pen and paper ready, so don't be trying to be funny, right? <laughs> we want to welcome none other than Sean Patterson the Good Deeds. Are you there? I am here. Thank you so much, Dr. Sunday. I'm so delighted to be with you all tonight. So excited to uh, listen to you, actually, and to what you were sharing. And it's so awesome that you got your, your inspiration, your example from your parents. You were truly blessed to have that uh, example of marriage from your parents because that really flows into so many ways that we see ourselves and what we expect and what we dream of. And so I'm so delighted to get to uh, speak with our audience to, tonight. Um, definitely excited to share about my book, Woman Who Dare to Dream, because it sounds like it just fits into uh, your theme and what you what you speak and teach here uh, on this station. But wrote this book for women to really, um, we all know uh, God has plans for us to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope in the future. But I just felt like we needed to be reminded of that, that we're not just here haphazardly. God has great plans and dreams for us, and he wants us to dream with him about our lives, about our futures, our marriages, our families. Um, I've been married for 27 years to an incredible, incredible man. I'm very grateful. Uh, often, <laughs> very grateful for him. I just often, um, often asked by engaged couples and just people in general, like, how did you know you were ready and why did you do it and what does it take? Because I do feel like marriage is under attack in our, in our world these days. And so I always appreciate the opportunity to get to share a little bit about marriage, but I do, it takes me back to 27 years ago uh, when we first got married, and I thought about him and how that man sang like Luther Vandross, and he was caring, and he smelled good, he was a good <laughs> provider, and loved his mama, and those are always great qualities, right? But I do think that the thing that really stood out about him was how much he loved God and loved God above even loving me, loving himself, and I believe that that kind of love is why we're still here 27 years later, but we're not special and we're not gurus of any of any type. I believe that, you know, God says if anyone listens to the teaching and follows it, he's like that wise person who builds that house on a rock. And though the rains come, the floods come, the floods rise, the winds beat against that house, it will not collapse because it was built on the rock. And then, you know, he also talks about that foolish man who hears the teaching and doesn't obey it. It's that person who builds on the sand. 
And when those rains come and the floods come and the winds come and beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And I think I was blessed at 20 years old to be able to uh, build a foundation on the rock, both of us together, to build our own personal lives on the rock and to build our marriages on the rock. Um, Because if you're planning to be with someone for the rest of your life, you better make sure that when the rains come and the floods come, because they will come, right, that your house will stand. 27 years later, two children, two adult children, so we had to make it through the teen years, right? Ministry life, (laughs) um, storms come, disagreements, doubts, disappointments, deaths, disasters. Many of us can relate to that because in the flesh and in this life, we are going to experience all of that and more. I know many of you have already experienced many of the disappointments of life and the the doubts and the dreams that were lost. That's why we got to go a little bit deeper. And before we start our journey, and in this journey, we got to sit down and figure out what what's it going to take. You know, what can we know? This, of course, there are plenty of surprises in life. Um, Dear friend of ours, 21 years old, campus student in our ministry, was just killed tragically on I-20. And nobody would have expected that. That that just hit us. But when your life is built on the rock, you can stand a little bit firmer, a lot firmer than when it's not built on the rock. So that's why my husband and I, we're committed much of our lives to uh, preparing and empowering individuals at different stages of life. Um, we started MSPattersonLifeConsulting.com to provide marital and parental support, workshops, individual sessions to better prepare people for the journey of single life, marriage life, parenting. Because we know one thing, we need each other. We need other people Mm -hmm. that we can look at who are not perfect, right, but share the hard times, the good times, so that we can say, okay, we're, we're no different. We're going through the same thing, and we can make it. So we try to be that kind of resource for people, uh, sharing the good times and the bad times. We've got to understand, I believe life is short. <laughs> so in this life, if we, we're here for a purpose and God has a plan for us, that we've got to get busy and about our purpose and living those dreams that God's put on our heart um, that we need to pursue for him. As individuals, as married people, you know, as children, I believe we're all here for a purpose. And so that's part of what, you know, I wanted to share tonight. <laughs> I just love it. I love it. I want to step back, first of all, and commend you and your husband. I mean, 27 years, like my mom and dad, I'm 50. I'm like, with the same man? Yes. But, you know, <laughs> but that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. You see what I'm saying? And and you did make, that's a powerful statement you made, and it's true that the marriages are under attack and, and, and they bring it on home in the body of Christ, it's getting to the point that it's actually more in the body of Christ than it is people that's not, we'll say, attending church because right. it's a lot of different statistics out there. But what I want to ask you is, is this, because uh, Data Pickett said this several years ago, because, you know, her and Will Smith been married, for, you know, a long time. But this mm-hmm. stuck in my head, and I always make a reference to this when I talk to people that, that actually coach people in marriage. She made a comment and said that she was whole, number one, and then she said that she only what we're about to the table was the icing or the cake. 
She already mm-hmm. had cake. Cake was already mm-hmm. made. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he added on to what she already had. Speak on that because I think we have heard, especially here in the South, that that when we come together, we become one. But it's actually, that's not saying half and half. That means a one and a one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think sometimes we definitely have, uh, I think we've been lied to, actually, about marriage and deceived. And so sometimes we just think, we have a preconceived notion of what it is, but, you know, it's a commitment of unconditional love between a husband and a wife before God for the rest of your journey. And it's the the merging of two beautiful separate individuals into one. You know, it's a blessing and it's a gift. And I think part of the time, most time we have to start out as we're thinking about marriage, just looking at the other person and thinking, do I consider this person a gift? But I think sometimes as women, we've got to look at ourselves and say, do I know that I'm a gift? Like, we've got to start out knowing that we are the gift. And, you know, not in a prideful, arrogant way, but because God puts so much value on us and in us that we're worthy. And so we don't have to, you know, compromise or beg somebody or, or just, you know, just run after somebody because we, we're the gift. And I think each person needs to look at themselves that way. I think marriage is so much bigger than the ring, the papers, the huge wedding. Like God says, <laughs> it reflects the way he feels about the church. That's sacrificial. That's powerful. That He describes marriage like the way he feels about his people. So it's a reflection of that unconditional love. But you're right. I think sometimes the wrong reasons to get married is like marriage is going to fulfill me. It's going to make me whole. It's going to take away my loneliness. Patient because life is a journey. Your journey began before marriage. Like if you, it, it would be best to come into the marriage as a whole person, understanding that you are already the most loved person you could be because God mm-hmm. is the one that loves you and is your father. You're already enough. You're already Valued so much that God knows every hair on your head. You know, he he is he he has you tattooed on his palms, like that kind of um, esteem that we would have, and that uh, our source of love and fulfillment has to come first from Him, or then we're trying to make people something they can't be. We're trying to make people God. We're trying to make people fill mm-hmm. that hole that we have that only He can fill. And of course, that that won't be you won't work. Marriage doesn't always make us happy. I mean, I think sometimes we go in thinking, I'm not happy, so if I get married, I will be happy. And I think that's like a fairy tale, you know, because marriages work. Marriages, you're still in the battle. And I think women sometimes think, well, he's supposed to be making me happy. And then we, I think as a woman, well, you know, I'm supposed to, he thinks I'm supposed to be making him happy. And the truth is that I learned this in marriage that, well, the goal is that I strive to please him, he strives to please me, we'll both be happy. But if I'm sitting around thinking, well, until he makes me happy, I'm not moving. <laughs> well, and he's thinking the same thing, well, ain't nothing happening, <laughs> you know. And sometimes marriage is about making us holy. I really begun to believe that marriage is about helping me get to heaven. It's about helping me see that, you know, my my character and how much I can, more I could be like Jesus. And bringing me to heaven instead of I've always got to be happy. I think it does make us happy when we are considering each other first. I think another thing today is marriage will make me financially secure. Well, as we all know, not always. 
if we go into it thinking, you know, this person, this woman is going to take care of me or this man is going to take care of me all the time, well, we know in the seasons of life, sometimes you have money, sometimes you don't. And if I love Wayne's based on the finances, and I have a whole class on that because finances, they pressure, put a big pressure, you know, on the marriage. But you know, I can have sex all the time. Well, most marriages are not built around sex all the time because we know that it takes an intimacy, and we know that into me you see, right, an emotional intimacy a lot of times to be able to have the physical intimacy. So if somebody's going in thinking, well, this is going to be all the time, <laughs> you know. Not always. It just depends. So there's a lot of uh, false, you know, it's going to be easy. Marriage is not always easy. It's always worth it. But it's not always easy because, like we said, the storms of life come. And if we're in this for life, we've got to be in it for the the, the hard times as well as the easy times. So I think that's true. Wow. <laughs> that's so powerful. Well, let's step back a minute because uh, the great thing is, ladies and gentlemen, she's a, you know, a marriage and life coach. A lot of times, and you touched on it a little bit, um, in this world, and especially uh-huh. in the metropolitan cities from moms, there's so many ladies in the world. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yes, ma'am. But the, you know, and then I, I didn't realize this to, to kind of, to be honest, that that's my uh, miseducation that some women don't want to get married. I thought everyone would. <laughs> you know, and that's right, my right. perspective of speaking that. But the women that... Uh, did and I always use Oprah Winfrey as an example because she's in the spotlight. And you know, several years ago, people somebody interviewed her, I can't remember who dived deep, and she allowed them to ask that sensitive question about uh, did she have to make a choice of having kids or her career? And she was honest and said that she did, she didn't think right. that she should bring a child into the world with her being so busy because she thought she wouldn't have time. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that's your choice of what you think is right. best for your life. We're not saying she made an incorrect or, you know, that was her decision. But what should we do? Because a lot of uh, women and men have done this. We've, we've got our career, and now we're in the later 40s and maybe even 50s, or so it can be beyond that. And now we say, uh oh, uh, we we still have that desire of being married, but we've been on our own so long. How do you kind of? Of course, we need to contact you for the individual to go dive deep in our individual situation. But what's just a rule of thumb with the people that's married now later in life, if you will? Right. You know, when we were coming up, people were married twenties. You know, everybody married twenty, twenty-five, and those. Times. Right. 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 Well, that's interesting that you said that. I just uh, attended a wedding this weekend, friends of ours, and I believe they're in their 60s and being, you know, remarried, starting over. And what I see in them, and I hope, you know, this is not just a simple answer, but I, I know, you know, John 13 says that new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are to love one another. And I think if you if you find someone at that, at that time, because everybody makes their decisions, right? I think what Oprah said, what was true about what Oprah said is that she realized that she couldn't have everything at one time. She couldn't have that career and try to have raise the kids, and she couldn't. And I think sometimes as women, we try to have everything 
at one time. And I think we can do a lot, but I think it will be in stages, especially if you're trying to raise those kids and, and raise them, not just let them grow up, but raise them. Do some things later in life. So lots of women are making that choice. And so if you make that choice, whether you're 60, 70, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in as long as God has given us breath, he's given us life, then he's given us opportunities, he's given us, you may fall in love again later in life. You may find that one. When you do, that that's the command, that we've got to really learn to love each other at that stage. And I think that means sometimes we're set. I'm in my 50s. I'm pretty set. Like I have the way I like my house. <laughs> I like, you know, my husband's pretty set. We're, fle- you know, we're flexible. Definitely we can change that we keep changing and growing to be more like Christ. But then there's just things that that's my personality, that's my character. It's not going anywhere. It's who I am and God's gracious, you know. So that, that means that we have to learn to love at that stage. And it might be a little bit different than when you were 20 or 30. And you might make some compromises and you might, you know, you, you have to kind of count that cost. But I think that love never fails, <laughs> love cute. So it really takes, um, and I hope this is answering the question, I, I think it takes looking at that person and deciding, can I love them where they're at? Can he love me where I'm at? And And that, you know, and because that's where I'm at, <laughs> and you know, with my, this, with my, I prefer to live here, and I, you know, I just the, my what I have developed <laughs> at this stage of life, you know, can be beautiful. I think I've, you know, watched this couple, and they did make some compromises to meet each other where they were at, to love the different families because they both came into it with children, and so they did do a lot of loving. <laughs> You know, where when you're 20, you don't have some of those things to, to worry about or think about, you know. But here, mm-hmm. you've got a greater love to give. So, but I think it can be beautiful wow. and I think it can be, yes. Yes, ma'am. I like how you said that, greater love. Oh, look at that. that you just tied down a little bit. But let me ask you this because, you know, time goes so quickly here. Uh, yes. And we want to address this as well. Uh, you can be married a long time and then... Uh, I've seen more of this now than I can remember. You know, maybe I didn't really realize it when I was in college or even, you know, younger, that a lot of people have been married in their 20s and even 30s and, you know, and right. they are divorcing now. Uh, mm-hmm. So what advice, just overall, because, of course, ladies and gentlemen, again, everybody's situation is, is different. Advice for people that's in a marriage and they think, and, and I'm not saying this to, to, you know, you have to be careful, No, uh, not saying right. this against anybody, but one, they may be thinking the grass is green on the other side, or they just have grown apart, uh, you know, over the years. Right. What do you think about that? Because, you know, the devil is busy trying to, take, you know, let people think this, that, and that, and, and it's right. not people wanting to work together like they used to in the past. Right, right. You know, sometimes you got to, decide that because you know in marriage you don't always feel the love okay because love is a decision it's patience kindness keep no records you don't always feel in love and I think those are probably the times when people think okay I don't feel in love anymore it might be I know if I can go there when we go through the chain the the season in life that I'm in right now (laughs) 
right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> things get kind of crazy. You start thinking to things that you've never thought before. And so, you know, I would say it's time to really get on those knees and connect with God and pray it out and use your resources. I think sometimes people give up before they have done all that they can do. It's the honest truth. Like sometimes just talking to other couples, you realize, okay, we're, we're going through the same thing, or that's not so bad, or we can get through this. Or sometimes investing in your marriage, like going to retreats, um, which we actually have one coming up in December as well. Those are really important because sometimes we don't invest in our marriage like we need to. Sometimes we need therapy because sometimes God allows things to come up in our lives from our past that didn't come up before, and it's coming up now so we can deal with it. So before we say this marriage is over, sometimes there's more we can do to invest in it. I always say give it your best shot. Give, try giving 100%, both of you. If you would try giving 100%, Put God in the middle. See what happens. But don't just make that kind of the first thing, like after we've, you know. And so I Mm -hmm. think, yeah, people get married in their 20s and their 30s, and instead of looking at, for us to look at that like, wow, we've been married a long time to the same, it's kind of like what you said. That's a victory. Sometimes the world makes it feel like, okay, you must be tired of her. Like, (laughs) you've had the same (laughs) thing for this many years. But then ourselves, we invent our marriage, learn different ways to engage one another, learn different, you know, experience different things sexually. It's kind of only the beginning, you know, when we start feeling like it's the end. It's It might be the beginning, the beginning of something amazing happening for this next season in your marriage. Mm-mm. You all over that. Now, now let's just bring this into the conversation. You said it so wonderful. I said you are me, your personality already. You already know. <laughs> With the different uh, products and services that you offer, tell us a little bit about that because, and I know you have the amazing book, but, you know, you mentioned the retreat briefly, but uh, tell us about the different courses or even if you do group coaching or uh, one-on-one coaching. And then when you finish that, please uh, tell us how we can, you know, look into those uh, different options you have that, that you do in your purpose. And, you know, of course, and how we can connect with you actually on social media as well. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. So, yes, we do life coaching. We do um, one-on-one uh Premarital counseling, we do marital counseling, we do parenting workshops, we do one-on-one parenting. We help the parents engage with the schools because we're very, you know, invested in the school system. And uh, so basically you can reach out to us at mspattersonlifeconsulting.com. You can leave us a message there. Or I have a, a Facebook page called Women Dreamers. Or my Twitter account is Sean, S-H-A-W-N-W-W-D-2-D. Or you can email me at Sean.Patterson2013 at gmail.com. Like I said, we do workshops. We do preaching at churches and teaching at churches. We do small groups, um, you know, conversations. We do things online. So basically whatever your need is, we can meet that need if you would Mm -hmm. like (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because uh, with you being, you know, we've been in, in similar areas. I, I, I have a lot of people that ask me. Actually, I have a, a wedding that I have to do coming up, and they want premarital counseling, so I'll let you know. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I've had people ask me that. I say, you know what, I can say what the word said, which is always good, but I think with marriage and counseling, you need to have someone that. That's in it now, been there, done that. <laughs> I think right, right. Well, I amazing. appreciate that. We need to have that. Oh, God, yes, that's ma'am. amazing. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I have a friend that, oh, they've been married 20 years now, I think. And when they went through counseling, they learned so much more <laughs> about they, each other than they thought they knew. I believe that. I believe that the, the different perspectives, but also, you know, for the single people, because I don't. I'm not one who thinks like the married life is the promised land and the singles. I believe single people, you know, have so much to offer and have so much insight even into um, when, when they look at marriages, what they think marriage. So I think we can, we need each other. Actually, we can learn from each other and we can help each other grow. I think we need single people as much as, you know, single people need marriage. We need each other. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love now, give us one more time how we could connect you. Someone just uh, ask again. <laughs> okay. So email is Sean, S-H-A-W-N, dot Patterson, P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, 2013, at com, And uh, Twitter is Sean, S-H-A-W-N, W-W-D-2-D. That's Women Who Dare to Dream. And the workshop... Um, is ms patterson life consulting dot com. All right. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll you know we'll have that information on our website and our social media and all those things as well. But first of all, I want to just thank you for being in your purpose, and then also thank mm. you for you know taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us here at Good News. <laughs> I so appreciate this time hanging out with Good Deeds. You're doing some great work, and I love being a part of it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. But I'm so glad you gave me some information. I learned so much. Uh, And then also people always asking me about premarital counsel. So I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Now I I have a a person. You know, people, I love referring people. But, you know, it's amazing when you actually feel their spirit. You see what I'm saying? Because you refer mm. it with more peace and joy that they're going to really take care of the person. So I just mm. thank you so much for being here with us. And, again, we will be reaching out to you very shortly. Thank you, Dr. Sunday. I love your spirit. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure spending time with you. You're welcome. Stay here. Woo-hoo, ladies and gentlemen, you know, that's another Powerball. I know you're ready for the replay. We'll hurry up, okay, <laughs> so you can share with your friends and family. I just want to say I do, this is an honor and a privilege to actually to be in this, uh, what God has me right now. The thing is, God can do it for you. If you feel it, I just feel that someone, if you feel it some kind of way, mm-mm, God has a great plan for you, and you need to actually, the three things, what I always say, <laughs> You got to believe, you got to trust, and you got to walk it out. Because you do have a calling, you do have a purpose, you have a reason that you were born. You're not a mistake, okay? 
You got to believe, you got to trust, and you got to walk it out. And you know the rest part. You got to don't stop. You got to get it, get it. But if you want information about us in regards to advertising, sponsorship, and our radio, TV show, and our Good Deeds magazine, please contact us. Um, I actually do uh, go out and preach and do workshops, seminars, and we also do uh, radio broadcasts. If you have an event that's coming up, uh, I can do hosting. I mean, being your MC, we can do the radio and TV broadcast. You know, whatever you <laughs> we can talk about it and make it happen. We also have a, ra- uh, a, a publishing company called Sunday Publishing Company. Get your book out, uh, out of you, that's in you, okay? And then also our nonprofit organization. We do have the ma- one of our main projects, well, we have several, but we feed the homeless, we do scholarships, and we also do a SUN program, which means we help people with the basic assessment, the things you take for granted, and I do too. I have to keep it straight myself, okay, uh, that when they have family members in the intensive care unit in the hospital, okay? So if you want to, you know, I love collaborating. I love partnering. If you, We have a lot of events going coming on, coming up. And if you're here in the Atlanta area, we do have a women's fellowship that we do every month. It's usually a private location. When, you know, when we RSVP, we send that out. But, you know, the key is we all here to help each other, just like our amazing guest, Sean Patterson, said. She just, she a powerball. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just amazed. I found me, when I get married, I can go right to her. Ha, <laughs> ha, count on me, okay? Let me stop playing, but that's true, though, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I love you, love you here at Good Deeds. You can contact us at www. Renee, which is R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. And all of our social media information there as well. I love you, love you, love you. You know, we'll see you next time. This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. Bye-bye.